I don't anticipate any, any concerns. I, I think one thing that we will be aware of on our side is we want to protect Jacob deGrom as much as Jacob deGrom and as much as his agents want to protect him because he, he matters to us not just during the regular season, but his impact is even more important for us in, in October. Looking for Russell. Instead, it's Hollis Jefferson. Hollis Jefferson will take it. His layup is good! Hollis Jefferson puts it down and Brooklyn in front. The heave, that's it! The comeback completed! What a win for Brooklyn! 123-121 the final! You're listening to the Tri-State Sports Beat on Anchor FM. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite sports broadcast brought to you by Nick and Joe. Hello. Tri-State Sports Beat here. Back at um, it again. As always. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's, yes. let's start with some uh, college March, basketball. March Madness is underway. Oh, it's it's full-blown. I love this time of the year. Full-blown. Say this all the time. Excuse me. I almost burped my mouth a little bit. But hey, March Madness. Oh yeah, we've had some little teeny tiny upsets thus far, but our bracket is is still intact. Still intact here, we're looking pretty good. No huge upsets. No, so we're good. We got Louisville, Minnesota wrong. We picked Louisville. We got that one wrong. Uh, Syracuse, huge letdown. We'll get to that in a little bit against Baylor. Uh, where else did we go wrong? Iowa with the big upset over Cincinnati this afternoon. Correct. Correct. And then another local going down. Seton Hall. Yeah, going down I, to I really thought they were going to make it to the second round. Yes, but we're going to get into that right now. We're going to analyze all the locals right now, and then we'll get to the other games, plus these games that went final already in day number two. So, guys, let's get it started. Let's get it going. Let's go. Let's start local. Local. St. John's loses to Arizona State 74-65 in the first four games. Now... Did it really feel like to you that they were even in the tournament? No, not really. No. It's not like they, I agree. it didn't really seem like they played too hard for it, honestly. It, it was just not good. And I got to say again, Marvin Clark, way to go out with a bang because, again, you foul out with no points. Again. Like, I got to be honest, you know, we were going into this game not being not very confident that St. John's was going to really get the job done. We were hopeful. Yeah, we We were hopeful. We we picked them for our first four matchup. But but, I mean, uh, I don't know. I didn't really know how good it was kind of more of an emotional. Yeah, I don't really know how good Arizona State was, but they got demolished tonight against Buffalo. But. St. John's just looked lost. It's you know, and you know what it was, Joe. It's the same story with this team. Even going into the tournament, they can't rebound, and they foul way too much. Yeah. They do this to themselves. So going into next year, you got no more Marvin Clark. Which the way he finished out the season maybe could look like a good thing. Yeah. And but the biggest question mark is Shamori Pons. Whether he's going to is stay he or coming is he back? Going to declare? Is he coming back? I mean. You said last night, we were talking last night, you said for his draft stock, maybe it would be better if he stayed next year. I can't disagree with that. Mm. 
But I don't know, even if he does stay, that he's going to be a top, top NFL, uh, NFL, I mean, NBA I mean, pick. Um, no, but I mean, he might break that first round. Could you know? What he I mean? very well could. But I, I agree with you. I think Shamori Pond should stay. I think he's that leader of that St. John's Red Storm team. Mm-hmm. And they have and they have some good players coming back. They have Justin Simon coming back, LJ Figueroa. Who's I like gonna, Trimble. Yeah, Trimble as well. You know, they have decent pieces, but it should the fouls killed them. Mm-hmm. That was their story of the mm-hmm. whole year. The, you know, the whole back half of the season when they lost the when they lost a couple games in a row. And in it's just the same story for St. John's. I was expecting them to come out here in a tournament atmosphere and maybe turn it back on. But they can't. But they, they just played like do it was it. the first game of their season, right? But except they played, they played worse. They started the season twelve and zero. Like no, I'm saying really well. I know, but I'm saying it was just dif- dysfunctional. It, yeah. it was like they never played a game together, right? And you know, it's frustrating for a guy like Shamori Pons because this was his first time in the tournament. St. John's hasn't been in the tournament I think since 2015 before this year. But I mean, you can't really say that they were in the tournament. I don't no. know. For for me, it feels like they were just in a playing game to get to the tournament. It was like a wild card game, you know what I mean? Exactly, it's like the wild card game in baseball. Kind yeah, of. but St. John's. I feel like not too many people really pay attention to the first four. I mean, no matter what, I'll be even excited. It, even on the bracket, it's not really right considered a game because people could don't win or start lose. picking their brackets until after the first four. You know, exactly, after that happens. Exactly. I'm excited. You know, I'll be honest. I'll be excited for St. John's next year from this time until they play their first game next mm. year. Hopefully, Shamori Pons comes back. I don't. Th- I think Chris Mullen is safe for this year. I think if he has a bad year, he's on the hot seat. Unfortunately, and I mean, I if love, he has a bad year next year, yes, I love Chris Mullen though. I don't think he should. You know, I, I haven't heard anything that he should be that he could be fired. He's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be the coach next year. I think. And he's the, and he's done a good job turning this program around from what they used to be. Let's be honest. They used How to long be, has he been a uh, coach for St. John's? I think it's going to be his. I think this was his fourth season. All right. I believe. All right. But I mean, you still got to give him a chance. What he's done with Shamori Ponds and what Shamori Ponds has meant to St. John's is amazing. Huge. You know, he you know he's their leader. And they ha- and like I said before, they do have returning pieces. So we'll see what happens for next year. The other locals, Seton Hall. Whoa. We didn't know what Wofford was, who was even on the team. And Seton Hall just didn't have it. No. Didn't have it. Miles Powell led the way with 27 points. Fletcher McGee, the star player for Wofford, 24 points, 7 for 12 from the three-point line, breaks the NCAA career three-point record. Yeah. This guy must be pretty good. I would say first so. time, first time <laughs> I've ever heard of him, but I watched. I watched. I didn't watch the whole game, the whole Seton Hall Wofford game. I actually, I actually fell asleep at the end. Yeah, I did too. End of the, end of the second half. But from what I just saw is that with Seton Hall, sometimes it just seems like it's a one man team with Miles Powell, mm-hmm. and which is a shame because if Miles Powell had other, you know, had better talent around him, I'm not saying Miles guys like Miles Kale are you know aren't good. I'm saying. He's just above and beyond. I believe I believe it was McKnight seemed like he was having a pretty decent game mm. too. Just the the whole team just they couldn't they couldn't keep yeah, up with Wofford. So and we didn't know we knew the storyline of Wofford. They were they won twenty games in a row. Mm-hmm. 
to be honest with you, I don't even know what conference they play in. Gotta be honest. But Seton Hall lays an egg against Warford ends in the first round. Syracuse, who we don't talk a lot about, but I think that'll change come next college basketball season yeah, because yeah. Syracuse is pretty important. It's a local team. A they lose to season. Baylor 78-69. A lot of I've seen a lot of brackets. A lot of people were picking Syracuse over Baylor. Yeah, I mean, even we picked them and uh you know, I rode the was... nostalgia train. I love Jim Beheim. Yeah, and but... it, we we were thinking they were going to be a sneaky team and yeah. watch out for them blah blah blah, but I mean, that's why it's March. <laughs> exactly. And then uh I wouldn't say this is the biggest disappointment, but kind of a bummer for especially like like us because we live in this area. FDU gets pounded by Gonzaga, eighty-seven to forty-nine. Uh, we didn't expect anything different. Let's be real, but it was nice to see FDU win that first four game, feel real good going in against Gonzaga. It was cool to see them. Uh, it's cool to see a, a you know a school that is twenty minutes from where we reside yeah and you know just to see them in the tournament just to see them get their love is cool so unfortunately all uh, four of the low real local mm-hmm. teams the only big out. east team remaining in the tournament is villanova yeah marquette we're gonna talk about that in a second marquette uh-huh. getting, yeah, we getting upset by murray state yeah but yeah, other games from yesterday from round number one from day one round one Minnesota defeats Louisville, 86-76. Auburn beats New Mexico State, 78-77. That one was a close one. I think, you know, I I was very high on Auburn because they won the SEC, but New Mexico State gave them a game. Michigan State had a scare against Bradley, 76-65. In the beginning Mm -hmm. of that game, that was scary. What's the problem? No, we have have, uh, the Mississippi State. Liberty is making a run. Liberty, Liberty is down one with three twenty-three to go against Mississippi State. Oh, we have boy, we have, we have Mississippi State. We do have Mississippi. Yeah, we did not All pick right, Liberty. So this is a big time. We did not pick time. Liberty. Three minutes left. We're still plenty of time. Yeah. So two-seeded Michigan State had a little bit of a scare, but they they got away from Bradley. Of course, Murray State upsetting Big East runner-up. Oh, uh, not runner-up, but second-seeded in the Big East, Marquette, eighty-three to sixty-four. John Morant. Yes. A triple-double, 17 points, 16 assists, 11 rebounds. That was my big upset. Don't forget. I, I have the, I have them going But do you really think it was an upset, bracket. though? To be yeah. honest with you, to be honest with you, Murray State's been good, and just Marquette just... It's an upset if they're ranked. Okay. Well, you know, I, Hey, that's an upset. Okay. They were ranked lower for a reason. Yeah, Whatever okay. that oh. reason is. Okay. Okay. Uh, we can skip over this next one. Villanova beats St. Mary's. Yeah. Wait a second. Let's, let's talk about <laughs> this real quick. If you guys listen they to lost a, by if you net, I don't care how much by it, four. Did, did are they moving on? No. Okay. If you guys listen to We're our last so episode with the the bracket Mary's. special, Liberty theater. is winning 69-67. No. I just want to see kind of an upset. I don't care if Mississippi State doesn't win. No. Anyway, if you guys watch our last episode, um, or listen, I'm sorry, to our last episode. We don't want to be on camera. <laughs> we uh, we did our predictions for the bracket throughout the whole episode. And if you didn't Nick, listen to that, for, for whatever, wait, if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that. Yes. I love that. Um, anyway. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was just late and Nick was delusional. I was, I was or on the hype. Something. 
Nick picked St. Mary's to this was this was my fi- this was my Nova. thought. This was my Why? thoughts. Cuz St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga chokes every year. Oh really? They didn't choke today. It was the first round. Excuse me. They'll choke next round. I mark my words. Eh. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Against Murray State. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. I don't know. I was really riding <laughs> St. Mary's. I was riding the hype. And Villanova is not the same dominant team they used to be. They're going to lose in the next round. Or the round after that. I don't know. I think at, but the Villanova round after is not that, getting it? Villanova's not getting I don't think they get to the sweet six. I don't think they get to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. It's just not gonna happen. Villanova's got Purdue next. Purdue yeah, no, is Purdue's great. going to win. That's what right, I'm saying. So get to the second round. Four points, too. St. Mary's should have been blown out by Villanova, if you want to say it that way. But they should have. St. Mary's but... was St. Mary's a good team. You're under you underestimated them. I do not. No, I just knew that they weren't going to win. But you were scared. No, I wasn't. You yes, you were. No. You were scared that you were gonna come At on here of... and I was gonna <laughs> brag about St. Mary's winning. Yeah. God damn it. Ugh. And now you're upset. I anyway, <laughs> then Purdue beat Old Dominion 61 to 48. The game's today. Right now, Liberty leading 69-67 against Mississippi State. Iona has a three-point lead against North Carolina. Six, oh my god. Six to three with 1737 to go in the first wow. half. Iona's a local team. Uh, Iowa beat Cincinnati. That's kind of an, that was that was probably one of the bigger upsets of the day. Besides, UC Irvine defeating yeah. Kansas State seventy to sixty four. We picked Kansas State. We were kind of confident in Kansas State too to go make a big run. But people were telling me to watch out for UC Irvine. I was hearing you know on CBS or on, on Fox Sports One, yeah. watch out for UC Irvine. I didn't take the bait. I should have, but I didn't. Two-seeded Tennessee holds off Colgate, 77-70. to Virginia, one-seeded Virginia, 71-56 to against 16th-seeded Gardner-Webb. Gave him a scare, too, in the first half. We were getting updates, and Gardner-Webb was leading, and we were like, this can't happen again. And it didn't. <laughs> and it didn't. And, of course, like we said before, Buffalo routed Arizona State, 91-74. Oregon beating Wisconsin, 72-54. And the number one overall seeded Duke absolutely dominated North North Dakota State. Yeah. So sorry, North Dakota Except State. Except for the first Bison. half. Yeah, it was a close game in the first half. First half. I was surprised. But Duke ultimately pulls away. So, as we stand right now, is Duke still the favorite? Absolutely. I still think so. Yeah. They got to be. They got to be. Especially if Iona comes up with the upset. Especially if Iona comes up with that upset against North Carolina. I would be ecstatic because I hate North Carolina. Just saying. Yeah, but I have them going. We have them going to the championship. Yeah, I know. That would be the ultimate bracket buster, but it would be worth it to me. All right, guys. So that's all college basketball talk. Of course, we keep you updated on our Twitter page. Everything with the March Madness NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. We're going to take a quick break. we come back, we're going to talk about those Nets. Now, it's been a tough West Coast trip for the Nets. But their last win, they actually played tonight in L.A. against the Lakers in about an hour. 
We're going to talk about that Sacramento win, that comeback win, 25 points down in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Came back and won. Nets, I'm riding the hype train. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to the Tri-State Sports Beat on Anchor FM. Don't go anywhere. Dude. Guys, welcome back. Liberty, oh 31.4 seconds to go in the half. 73-70. They're winning. Oh, my gosh. And they're about to take free throws. Oh. We won't start talking about the Nets until this game is over. We're just going to. We're just gonna focus this on guy, this for a second. This guy, thirty seconds left. This is ridiculous. Oh. This is another this will, loss. This in will my bust bracket, our bracket a little bit, but Liberty, oh, <sighs> made it seventy-four seventy. Oh, oh, two score. This is why we love March, ladies and Jets. Get it, Jets, Le'Veon Bell. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he missed it. Oh, thank God. Seventy-four seventy. About thirty seconds to go. Why you, you gotta shoot it? Why you play oh. with it? Foul! Oh, all right, shooting foul. Twenty-two points. Mississippi State seconds. about to take two. All right, this is very good news. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, we will be talking about the Nets and their twenty-five point comeback on the road against Sacramento, but we will talk about that right when this game ends. Twenty-two seconds left, which could be like twenty minutes, but hey, hey, absolutely worth it. This is what March is all about. Love it. Oh. First one made. 74-71. Okay. All Let's right. go. He makes his second one. It's huge. This is a nail-biter. Huge. This is a nail-biter. Wow. Iona has a two-point lead over UNC. Oh, my God. 12 to 10. Love it. Love to see it. It's seven minutes into the first half. Joe, this is March. Relax. Oh, made, made the, the second. All right. 74-72. Liberty about to inbound. Come on. Mississippi State is not fouling. That is probably smart. Come on. Even now you got to foul. 14.2. Two-point game. Liberty at the free throw line. Oh, come on. You got to make these two. I know it'll count as an L on our bracket, but I kind of want Liberty to just pull it out. Kabil to shoot. Kabil Jr. Kabil Jr. To shoot. Well, Kabil. 86% Jr. from the free throw line. He's got to sink Three these, for right? four tonight, 14 points. He's going to sink these. He's got to miss one. Got right. him. Made the first one. 75, 72. You know what, Joe? This is revenge. St. Mary's. <sighs> In my, first, my first day of the bracket was actually really well. Yeah. I, I think I lost one I had game. a perfect bracket until, uh, oh, what game was that? I had a perfect bracket until Seton Hall. Oh, he made the second one. 76-72. Oh, he's going to take a three. He got fouled. He got fouled. He got fouled at the three. three No, why did you do that? Fouled at the three. 10.9 seconds left. Very good. He's got to make all three, though. Why? Sir, oh, that yeah. is not a foul. He hit his hand. Oh, my gosh. We've pillow fighting in March Madness now. Hey, come foul, on. A foul is a foul. I don't oh, care. Oh, my god. Can you goodness. imagine he made the shot, too? That's that would have been cool. No. Three-point game. 80.8 from the three-throw uh, line. He missed one. Uh, that would have been a one-point game if he makes two of these. Guys, 
Oh, man. Makes us the third. Yeah, I was going to say, he made the yeah, first and third. Yeah. 76-74, Liberty back at the line. Two-point game. Like I said, this is going to take like 10 minutes. But. Again, Cabral Jr. Oy, oy. Oh. And you cut the tension with a knife. So this this started started with, what, 30 seconds left? Yeah. It's now four minutes, four minutes in. into our, episode, uh, into our we got, segment. We got 10 seconds left. Kind of. So that means maybe another maybe another four minutes. <laughs> oh, now they're at the. All right. Well, why don't we why don't we yes. start off? Let's 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 start with those Brooklyn Nets because they're at the they're at the review table. Yeah. Right so the Nets again. We've been talking about this West Coast trip for them. Let's put this on a uh, mute for us for a second. And um, the Nets right now thirty seven, thirty six, seventh, holding on to that seventh spot in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. As far as right now, before they tip off in LA, they're one and three on this West Coast trip. They lost to the to the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers, but they went to Sacramento on Tuesday night, a one twenty three to one twenty one win against the Kings. They were down twenty five in the first half. I mean, uh, the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, uh-huh. in the fourth quarter, and they come all the way back and win by two. Speaking of comebacks, game's back on. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty makes a free throw. They put some time back on the clock. They did. They that's what they were reviewing. Okay. Uh, I guess with the foul and everything. Oh boy. 10.3 Liberty is now on the s- clock. Sink this free throw. It's pretty much game. Uh yes. yep. Yep, he made yes. it. All right, it's 4, four point, point game. game, 10.3 seconds left. He's got to make wow, this. Wow, coast to coast. Missed it. And it's to... in. 4.9. They're they have to pressure. Oh, wonderful. Good, good, good. What happened? Oh, they fouled? They got him. How? He slapped him. He slapped hey, him in the hey, back. Hey. All right, so he got a foul. 3.6 seconds. Which and means actually, another minute and, and they a half. actually fouled what seems to be the big guy. Yeah. So that might actually work out in their favor. That is not a foul. Ugh. Might work out in their favor. Sixty nine point two percent from the three three throw line. He does make one, so it's a three point game. Oh boy! Oh give boy! A, give me a long show tonight. <laughs> oh boy! Mississippi State. You can put the sound on for a second. Oh man! Second free throw is good, good and it's back to a four point game. Mississippi State. Timeout, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. We're probably gonna. They're probably gonna go to commercial for a second. But back to the Nets, Joe. Oh, Jesus. I know we don't. I know. I know it's hard. March is March is where it's at right now. But my mind actually hasn't even been anywhere else. Like I yeah, know. I haven't done anything other than watch. It's great college basketball. It's a great thing. <laughs> so the Nets. We we kept talking about them, Joe. Yeah. They need some. They need big wins down the stretch. If they could do three and three on this West Coast trip, they'd be okay. One and three going into the game against um, L.A. tonight against the Lakers. That one win against the Sacramento Kings, they were down 25 in the fourth quarter. D'Angelo I, Russell, 44 points, 12 assists. Uh-huh. Clutch. Um, so hopefully it motivates them to win. What are their next two games? They they, uh, they play, have the Lakers, which is this, definitely This is winnable. actually to, this is their remaining schedule to round up the season because okay. they have the Lakers tonight. Then Portland, then they're back on the East Coast to take on the Sixers. 
Then they host Boston. Then the final five games of the season, Milwaukee twice, once one in Milwaukee, one in Brooklyn. Oh. The Raptors at home, at Indiana, and at home against the Miami Heat. All right. So the Nets, you know, they have they have good opportunities here. The two games against the Bucks, Liberty just pulled it off. 80 to 76 against Mississippi State. And if you don't know, Liberty the 12 seed over Mississippi 5 seed. So they're L for our bracket, but I love to see that. Love to see the upsets. I hate Mark. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. So let's uh let's mark that on our bracket here. Where is it here? Yeah, this side. There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll find it later. Um, but yeah, we were saying before the Nets. They need you know they got the two games against Milwaukee are going to be tough, of course, and Toronto, but winnable games against the Pacers and the Heat. But that's after the West Coast trip. They have the Lakers tonight, LeBron and the Lakers. Um, won't be surprised if the Nets pull this one off because the Lakers are just a mess, an absolute mess. Then they have Portland, who's going to be tough, the Sixers, the Celtics, and then they round out the five games in April. So if they can get one win against the Bucks, maybe steal that one game against the Raptors, then they, they, I think the Nets are in pretty good shape, holding on to that seven seed just by a little bit, but they're holding on. Yeah, I mean, for the the games against the Bucks are going to be tough, but but one at home, one away. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. It's yeah. the the Pacers are tough even without Victor Oladipo, and the Heat are ride are you know riding the Heat wave, you could say, for of Dwayne Wade in his final season. So I don't know the Nets. I think they're gonna hold on. I I really do believe they're gonna hold on to that seventh seed. Either either end up moving up to the six or the seven. I don't see them getting the eight. I think if they just keep playing consistent basketball right now, D'Angelo Russell is leading them right now as long as Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, maybe after the game winning shot the other night can start playing better for them down the stretch. I think they really need somebody else to start, you know, really start contributing. Jared Allen's going to be big for them too. So I'm excited for the Nets. I'm excited for the NBA playoffs to finally see a local team get in there you know, they're going to be up up against a higher seed, maybe like a Boston or a Philly, mm-hmm. but they're going to compete. They're absolutely going to compete. I'm excited to see the Nets in the playoffs. I think it's going to be good um, only because they haven't they haven't had a stable team in a while. Right, they? right. So it's going to be cool. It's just like the Islanders right. for NHL. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't had a stable team in a while. And um, I think – a lot of people are going to be excited just to watch them. Even if you're not a Nets fan, you're going yeah, to be excited. To I'm watch not a Nets them. fan. I'm I'm ecstatic to watch them play in this postseason. So, Joe, let's talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs as a whole. Eastern Conference are eight teams right now: Milwaukee at one, Toronto at two, the Sixers at three, Indiana, Boston, Detroit, the Nets, round out by the Miami Heat. Trailing are the Orlando Magic, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Washington Wizards. So, out of the East, who's your favorite right now? Out of the what? Well, what do you mean to well, go to go to the championship or what? Do you think? Well, obviously, I think Milwaukee's the favorite. Yeah, I think Milwaukee's the favorite. But 
other than Milwaukee, do you see – I know a Boston out of five, we expected Boston to be a top three seed. Yeah, we were expecting Boston to be – Philadelphia. In the next year I'm still high on the Sixers. I was going to say, really I really like do Sixers. like the Sixers. I still like the Sixers. They had, they've been, they've been up and down, but their record, you know, their record doesn't say so. But they've been, they've been wavy. Joel Embiid, you know, he he's just returned to form, which is exactly mm-hmm. what the Sixers need, and it, it's at perfect time too. Yeah, that it, it's what they need. Right, right now, now is the time that you want your team to be hot. I am. I mean, you're saying you're saying Miami's getting hot now. Yeah. Who knows? They they could advance. I mean, they're holding on to that eight seed right now. Yeah, and the thing about it, they're holding on to that eighth seed. They're thirty-five and thirty-six. They don't even have a winning. They don't even have a winning record. They're under five hundred. Mm. So that just shows you how kind of weak the East is. But you know, that's, Charlotte, that's Charlotte, been the whole narrative, though. Charlotte's two games behind. Too. Yeah. So and even you know, don't count out anybody except, of course, except for Atlanta, Chicago, Cleveland, and the Knicks because they've all been eliminated. Yeah, that's the obvious. But I love Milwaukee. I love Giannis Antetokounmpo, but. Another thing that's interesting is Indiana. The Pacers, after losing their star, Victor Oladipo, they're holding on to that four seed. And, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs, it's, I think. Yeah, it's yeah the, they it's have the, to be, I think, at this point. Professional sports, it's a depth game. Yeah. It's, and Pacers, the Pacers are showing that now. Mm-hmm. People thought that the like Pacers said, were going to fall off because they lost Oladipo for this yeah, season. Yeah, like you said, Oladipo, I, I, I heard a lot. And, again, I'm not. I wasn't invested in mm-hmm. basketball all that much. Um, and even I knew Oladipo was, was mm-hmm. done. He was like Pacers fans were devastated. Yeah. But so far they're, they're still hanging on to a four seed. Mm-hmm. They're That's above Boston, which is surprising to think from the beginning of the year. And I want, I like, and I don't know what's going on in Boston. It's really, it's really true. You know, Gordon Hayward's not playing up to his potential that, you know, they thought they were going to get. I just don't feel like that Kyrie. I don't feel like Kyrie really wants to be there now. I don't think Kyrie was, was ready for this responsibility. Right. I don't think, you know. To handle a team. Like, yeah, he wanted it. He's skill wise. He's capable. He's one of the of best it. point guards in the game. He's capable of it. But I don't think, um, being that guy to go to outside, off, like off of the court, mm-hmm. is like his forte. Right. So, but the East is interesting. the The top teams, the top four team, the top five teams: Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia, Indiana, Boston. It's going to be a hell of an Eastern Conference matchups to fight for who's going to face the Warriors in the finals because that's who's going to be in the finals. Yeah, obviously. So let's move on to the Western Conference. Golden State has finally taken back the one seed. The Denver Nuggets at the two seed. Houston, Portland, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Utah, and the L.A. Clippers. What are you looking for? Uh, the UNC game. Okay. UNC UNC is actually trailing right now to Iona, 25-27. Really? So, still in, still in the first half. Love to hear that. Still in the first half. But, I got it. But oh, we were talking about the Western Conference, right? So, yeah, Golden State, of course, still the one seed. Denver was holding on to that one seed for a long time. The mm-hmm. Nuggets have surprised everyone, let's be honest. Do you really think that they're a contender, though, to Golden State in the East, in the West? Oh. Especially with Houston, with teams like Houston and Oklahoma City. I mean, it 
it's surprising only because you think of Golden State a few years ago and having the most wins, right? Pre KD, pre KD, but now they fall to forty nine wins with KD. I mean, and the Nuggets, and well, what I'm getting at is the Nuggets are at forty eight, so you have to consider them. Oh, absolutely. I just think the Nuggets, they're a young team. They're just not ready yet. I don't think. Because Houston, Houston down the stretch, James Harden is James Harden thrives in the NBA playoffs. That's where you get the best version of James Harden. Same thing goes for Oklahoma City. I'm not going to uh, – you know what? To be honest with you, I'm not going to pick Portland because I've been high on the Portland Trailblazers for years, and they always let me down. So at this point, I don't even look at Portland as a contender to even make it to the Western Conference semifinals. Well, if 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 they went to the playoffs as oh they're going they to the stand, playoffs for sure. No, if no, if they go to the playoffs as the standings are now, I'm saying mm. they'd be playing OKC. Yeah, and so I mean, and in that situation, the only the only hope for Portland is CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City has Paul George. Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Westbrook, the human three, you know, the human triple-double machine who's been in some controversy lately. But Portland has given me no reason to believe in them ever, mm. ever. So, and same thing goes at San Antonio with with DeMar DeRozan. I don't think – it's interesting to me. I feel like where San Antonio is right now, the Lakers should be. Should be. surrounding where you know the, all the hype behind LeBron, Lonzo yeah. Ball, everybody the whole the whole season. San Antonio is interesting. Oh, you shaking, you're shaking the whole studio. Yeah, here. I know. Jesus. I had to move. Uh, San Antonio is interesting. I think they could take a couple games. I don't see them winning a series. Same thing with Utah or the LA Clippers. I think when you look at the Western Conference playoffs, it's the top five teams. Same thing goes really for the East. But I think at the bo- at the end of the road, it's going to be Golden State, Houston. Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. That's and that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants that go seven games again. This is the tricky part. Does Golden State really have the one way pass to the finals this year? I think it's probably going to be the toughest uh, time yeah. they've had. Yeah. Um. I don't. They're just not dominating teams like they used to. Right. They're definitely. A number one seed. They're playing Obviously. like a number. They're, I mean, they're playing like a number one seed. So, they're probably they're one of the best teams ever assembled. Ever. Yeah. So I think they probably will get there, but like you're saying, it's not. not it's not a easy. no. If it's not going especially to be four games and done, especially if De- like Denver could surprise a lot of people. They could surprise everybody. Who knows? They could make it to the West. I mean, who knows how Denver and Houston would match up? In a playoff series, the NBA Western Con. I think the playoffs are going to be one of the most interesting playoff years we've seen in a long time, especially in the West. Right, especially in the well, West. the East too, because yeah, yeah, because LeBron's East. not in the East anymore. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting to see because who's who's going to be that one team that's going to face a Golden State or a Hugh? Like my two picks for the Western Conference champions to represent the West in the NBA Finals is Golden State or Houston. One of them. It's going to be one of them, I think. Oklahoma City's got an outside chance, like Denver, too. I just don't see Portland, San Antonio, Utah, L.A. Clippers have a chance. I don't see that at all. But in the East, is just so much, you know, because 
the top teams in the East, the top five, all top five teams have a chance to make it to the finals, including the Pacers at this point, if they keep playing like they're playing. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee's obviously the sexy favorite. Toronto's interesting because of Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. And, you know, whether whether Kawhi is going to be there next year, we don't know. I think he's pretty much destined for the LA Clippers next year, if you ask me. But what happens if Toronto makes the run to the finals? Does Kawhi stay in Toronto? What What happens there? Philadelphia, I'd love to see them get past the second round because they've they've struggled to get past the second round and advance to a conference final or an, even a conference semifinal sometimes. But I think now is the time for the Sixers. Now is the time for the Sixers. They have everything in place. They have Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick. They have all the pieces they need. That's why I really like Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I, I like them a little bit over Milwaukee. I know that, you know, the seating says what, but – Think about it. Milwaukee, all Milwaukee has is Giannis and Chris Middleton. You can only get so far with that. Same thing goes like last year. Milwaukee didn't get that far. I think the Sixers, being the three seed, have a very, very good shot at making the finals this year. That's my take. It's going to be interesting all the way around. Very excited. I'm very excited for the NBA playoffs, even a little more excited for the offseason. Can't wait for the offseason. So, with that, Liberty finally went final. We did that already. So, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about baseball and some hockey stuff, and then we'll close things out with a little bit of the NFL and, of course, on this day in sports history. We'll be right back, guys. You're listening to Tri-State Sports. Be on Anchor FM. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Tri-State Sports Beat. Um, Moving along, we're going to start with some NHL action. Let's start with the Islanders. Sure. Not going so well. No. Um, They dropped two games in a row, both times getting shut out, one to the Bruins and one to the Canadians. Now, the Canadians are a wild card team. So, kind of disappointing for a number two seeded in the Metropolitan Islanders to get shut out by them. I believe it was 5-0 as well. So uh, five goals. I believe so. Um, and the other one to the Bruins, who are also a second seed in the Atlantic division. So, but you don't see this happening to the Islanders as of recently. I mean, they've been playing very well. Um, but I think, I think it all started with their injuries. Mm-hmm. The fact that they have Leonard back is huge, though. It is huge. That's huge for them going down the stretch. But just in the month of March, guess how many injuries the Islanders had to different players? Just in March. Just in March. I'm going to go with around... And remember, we're not even fully through March. I'm going to go with eight. Okay, you're shooting a little high. Six. Okay. But unfortunately... They're going to be missing Valtteri Filppula for four weeks. And that was two days ago. That's not great. With an upper body injury. So, big loss for them. Also, yesterday they lost Jordan Eberle. 
day-to-day injury. These are all key pieces for them. Not exactly. Good. They lost Johnny Boychuk day-to-day. I believe he's back now, though. Um, that was back on March 16th. Mm. Is Barzell healthy? Just tell me that. Barzell, so far. Okay. But he's not playing well. He's not playing up to his standard. He's say. not playing up to his standard. Um, I don't know. Uh, they're still second, right? They're still second, right? Yeah, they're still second in the Metropolitan. They um, did they clinch one a spot game, yet? I don't. I don't think so. I think I do know that Tampa. Only, I yeah, know that the, Tampa clinched the President's Trophy. Yeah, there's only there's only three teams that have clinched a playoff spot so far: Tampa Bay clinching the President's Trophy, um, not Chicago, uh, Calgary mm. clinching, and San Jose clinching. Right. I believe Boston has a chance to clinch in their next game. What are as far as like be games tomorrow. behind? What are the, like what separates the Islanders and the Washington Capitals right now in the Metro? One game. One game. One game. So it really means and, everything. And the Capitals actually have one extra game played, so mm. the 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 Islanders have a a game in hand for playoff placing, which is good. They're game behind, and they need two more points basically mm-hmm. to be tied. But just at, right now it their their losing streak is not coming at a good time. No, it can't like, not at all. Probably at the worst time. Probably at the worst time right now. But um as for the Rangers Devils I just think first just to end with the Islanders yeah. real quick. If they if these injuries continue to plague them this long, like the playoffs start when? Playoffs start April, right? Mid April. Mid April. Yeah. These injuries could linger on till then. If they go into the playoffs injured against, so if they were a two seed, right? They would be playing seven. Uh, seven. They would well, or the wild or a wild the wild card. No, they'll no. actually be playing the third seed in the Metropolitan. Oh, okay. So that would be who right now? Right as of now, Pittsburgh. You don't want to play Pittsburgh now. No. Because <laughs> Pittsburgh's no. a different team in the playoffs. Even though they've had a down year, they're a different team in the playoffs. It's, but you don't want to end the, If you're the Islanders, you can't go into the playoffs with all these injuries. Mm. I mean, they could also... The other thing is they can also play... Um, a first... I think it's the better wild card position. Possibly. Well, if they get the first in the Metro, did... I don't know how does that necessarily work. Do they get a buy or something or no? Does that not work? That no, way? there's no buys. Okay. No buy. Um, the, it's just that the first place in the Metro would play um, the wild card, right? The one wild card. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, no. I was right. I was right because the first place in the Metro will play a wild card, and then the Atlantic first place will play a wild card. All right. So and it's then, the one seeds that play the two wild. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and then. Number two, Islanders mm-hmm. would play number three in the Metro, which right. is is Pittsburgh. You don't want to. Uh, that's a scary first round for the Islanders, especially not being in the playoffs for. That's a scary first round for them, or not being competitive playoff contenders. Yeah, for a while, consistent playoff contenders. Yes. So on to the to our crappy Rangers and Devils. Still, Still playing. Crappy. There's no. I, Five to one against the Bruins. Oh, I don't man. think they do like 
they don't the NHL doesn't do like eliminated teams on standing. They're boards. out. The Devils are out. The Rangers and Devils are out. Devils probably pretty close to finishing twenty eighth in the league. There is a little news around them though. They are looking to extend Taylor Hall long term. Yes, and actually, oh, yes. actually, Taylor Hall is expected to make a comeback this season. Why? With the last two to three games left in the season. Really? You you would I have just, been so I much just, better off without telling me that. I just figured I'd get that out there. What? Possibly. I Whether he plays or not, but he will be 100% healthy in that time frame. If... Yeah. If they play him with two games left. Can you imagine if he gets hurt again? I don't think they will. I really I if I they hope, do, they are I stupid. Hope, I hope they don't. And I'm a Rangers fan. I hope they don't. Because that'll look real bad. Could you I couldn't even imagine that. Oh my god. Devils. Do not. Just shut him down for the year. What yeah. do you, what do you yeah, have? Like, exactly. whoa, why are you even entertaining that? Ow. Like, why are, why are, why are they even entertaining that thought of uh, bringing him back? Shut him down for the year. Extend him long term until he's 60. And, that was, and then. And that was uh, ESPN news. No, 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 no. That could be the worst. That could be the worst possible thing they could do in this dumpster fire of a season. Oh, my God. That makes me sick. That actually makes me sick. It'd be pretty funny. No, it would not. It would. Oh, God. But you know what? Wouldn't surprise me. Gotta be honest. Wouldn't surprise me. Really would not. As for the Rangers, what do you got on the Rangers real quick? Rangers, same thing. They're 26 in the league. Mm-hmm. Looking for a draft pick. Yes. They, uh, they just brought two players up from um, their, their farm league. Um, Playing relatively okay, huh. but is Georgiev still killing it? Again, as of as of now, he's playing well. He's the future. He's playing well. He's the future. Gotta say. So Iona, we just hit halftime. Iona is leading North Carolina thirty-eight to thirty-three. Oh my God, please don't do this. Please. Local product. Hey. See now, if North Carolina loses, that definitely busts our bracket. But oh, a hundred percent. Like, like if that happens, I will live on the air. Throw out the throw out the bracket, rip it up, throw it out. Um, if anybody's interested, Rangers, Devils, and Islanders all play tomorrow. I'll watch the Islanders tomorrow. Rangers play. Rangers play at seven o'clock. Devils and Islanders both play at one o'clock. Rangers are playing the. Red hot Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh God! The Devils are playing. Who are they playing? That's now Arizona Coyotes. And the Islanders are playing the Philadelphia Flyers. So that should be a real good game. They need to beat them. Yeah, they need to beat. They've they've lost. They've lost the last two. They've lost the last two to them. They have to win them. Divisional they have team? to win. They have to. All right, There's so let, no question on that yeah. one, actually. So that's with the NHL. Thank you, Joe. Um, let's switch gears a little bit to the Major League Baseball. This is my section of the, you know, so Joe, you could just sit back and do your thing there. Well, I got to really pay attention to this now. Yeah, because, you know, you're going to opening day without me. But it's fine. It's cool. I'll get over it. So, concerning my beloved, absolutely beloved New York Yankees, 
We have good news. We have good news. The Yankees signed Gio Gonzalez to a $3 million minor league contract. They're obviously going to bring him up because the Yankees have been hit by the injury bug. Dellen Batanzas, Tyler Wade, Greg Bird, all with injuries. Not surprised to hear Greg Bird, but Greg Bird is fine. I think he played this afternoon. I think the Yankees lost in spring training today. But really not much going on. I just want the season to start already. I cannot wait to watch the Yankees. Cannot wait. And I cannot wait for you to start becoming a baseball fan. Because I, I feel like you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, I can get behind this. I I probably, and I'm hoping I kind of do. Mm-hmm. I do want to kind of get into it. Um, but I, I would like to announce that if I do really start watching this, that I have purchased my first actual Yankees baseball cap. Really? Well, I'm going to the opening day. I had to. So you're gonna buy a hat there? Oh, you bought one. Well, I already. bought one already. What is it? Is it is just like a like one of the normal ones I have yeah, hanging it's up just there? A, like a normal wow. navy blue. Duh. So you are you are going with the evil empire. You're not going with the uh, the Metsies, the Metropolitans, huh? No. You're going with the Yankees. Correct. That's a smart move. Yeah. Quick question, you know how many championships the Yankees have won? A lot. I know they have. A, I, know I don't mean to brag. I'm sorry, them. Mets fans. I love the Mets really too, but twenty seven. Uh, I knew it was. I knew it was a large number. That's all. But anyway, yes, the Yankees have been hit by the injury bug. Of course, the headline is Luis Severino, but Batanzas is huge for them out of the out of the out of the bullpen. Tyler Wade, not so much. Greg Bird, he's going to be fine. You know, he's he's fine. The biggest storyline concerning the Yankees, once again, is the first baseman's battle between Greg Bird and Luke Voigt. This has been such a very, very close competition that the Yankees, Aaron Boone and the Yankees, are going to take this into the regular season. Because the Yankees are so injury-riddled right now, they do have open roster spots, so they can afford to keep Voigt and Bird playing and on the 40-man roster. So one of them will play first base, one of them will be... Uh, playing the field. One of them will play the field in first base, and then the other will probably DH sometimes or just come off the bench. So that's really it concerning the Yankees. I mean, you look at their you look at their bullpen right now. At the top, it's Chapman. Batanzas is injured. Ottavino, Zach Britton, Green, Jonathan Holder, Tommy Canely, and but their bullpen is strong, yes. But the starting rotation is is not good. Well, it's not good right now. I mean, not to say it's not good, but... A little bit of contradiction here, huh? I know. <laughs> it's hard because Severino's the ace. He's going to miss some time. CC Sabathia is the back end, of the back end of the rotation. He's hurt. He's going to serve a suspension. So, as it stands right now, it's Tanaka, James Paxton, Jay Happ, Luis Sessa. Somebody else has to step up. Either a Jonathan Luizica... Domingo Herman, Jordan Montgomery, somebody's got to step in there for the Yankees to be that fifth starter. And I've seen, you know, things have come about. Severino is slowly, you know, getting better. He's not going to make opening day, obviously. That's a given right now. He's going to miss some time. But 
Oh, I just hope it's not too much time. The Yankees cannot afford to lose Severino. Severino has to have a bounce-back season from last year. So, oh, also, Jacoby Ellsbury is getting back on the field. I do not want Jacoby Ellsbury near the field anymore. I just need him. The Yankees gave him a terrible contract. They just need to just – he needs to not play. needs to not play. Sorry. just needs not to happen. So – that's really it for the Yankees. As far as our local baseball teams go, we're just waiting for the season to start. We're just waiting and then can't wait to cover all these games. Right now for the New York Mets, besides the obvious, Peter Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, sorry, he likes to be called Pete, not Peter, okay. shining in spring training. I was trying to find the spring training stats. I have not found them anywhere. I just know he's playing awesome. Awesome first base for the Mets right now. So maybe I should be a bench fan. You do whatever you want to do. I will just no, try to point I, you in a decent direction. I well, well, I already bought the cap oh, for no. for the Yankees. I'm kind of going to their opening day. Is it, is it a legit like on field cap? Like you bought it at Lids? Like it's legit? No, I well, I bought it at Kohl's. Okay, so it is in their sports section. Oh, well, that's fine too. I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging. It's cool. Good for you. But I figured the first one I bought, I was, I was going to have to get like the OG. Yeah, that's how you have to. Blue you know, blue. fun fact: I do not have an OG Yankees hat. Don't have really? a plain one. Yeah, all those hats right there, all have some kind of special patch on them. Oh, okay, I got you. One has an American flag. That's probably the most, you know, American flag. One has the Jeter three K. Patch. You know, now, now I have to go home and see if I don't think it. No, I don't think mine does. I think mine. My favorite like, one, the, and then I have an old school Yankees hat, like from the twenties. I got from Cooperstown. My favorite one though is the two thousand Subway Series patch. Yankees won the World Series that year. But anyway, as far as the Mets go, yes, Pete Alonso is doing great. But the continued story is Jacob Degrom. Now, Joe, you you were kind of experienced because we talk about Jacob Degrom sometimes yes. on here. Yep. Still not being signed. Still has not signed an extension. Opening day is March 28th. Today is March 22nd. Yeah. Are the Mets and Brody Van Wagenen going to get a deal done, yes or no? Now, what is the big, like, is it just they're, they're... It's an extension? I mean, he's got two years left of arbitration, which is team control. Yeah. But he wants an extension. He deserves an extension. Yeah, He absolutely. won the freaking Cy Young last year. Are they? Do you think they're going to get a deal done? I would hope so. I mean, I mean, now I'm a Yankees fan, but yes, but <laughs> no, I know. Um, no, I I feel like if you won an award, Cy Young is for best pitcher, best you know, yeah, best not pitcher in not the, for in like ro- not what's like the rookie one, just rookie of the year. Just, it's just rookie, yeah, of the year. yeah. Um, He's not a rookie. He's been in the league a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like you have a player at that caliber. Why wouldn't you sign well, him as good, or well, extend him at least for as quick? Well, you don't know the whole thing with the Mets. They they hate to spend money for some reason. Their ownership, the Wilpons, hate to spend money for some Find reason. Find that with the Jets as well. But, other the, than but they season. spent the money. Other than the season. So we can't say that anymore. Yeah. They spent the money. But they just – people are – I just don't understand why just it just hasn't been done already. We we were saying this in the winter that it has to be done, bro. It should be done by now. I I think I just think it's a distraction, especially concerning the 
innings limit he may put on himself to reserve, you know, what he's got in the tank mm-hmm. when as far as the season goes. If you're the Mets, you're scared of that. Like you're you're scared that your best pitcher is not going to pitch his best baseball. He's going to limit himself because he does not have a contract. And it makes me mad because the Mets always do this. I'm not even a Mets fan, but it makes me mad that the Mets always have this good talent and they end up going somewhere else. Historically, that's what happens. They go somewhere else and they have more success. They win championships. They, you know, because they don't have that stress anymore. Right. I mean, let's be real. And we could talk about any sport. Do you think it's really that stressful to play in New York? Or do you think that's like way overhyped? It seems like it, though. But I just feel because like you have like I feel like fans of New York will not will not forgive. Yes, you. the fa- I yes, the fans are tough. I <laughs> hello. I think that's what makes it hard, the hardest. Yes. Then, but I'm talking about because, the media. I'm talking about the media. Well, yeah, because the fans are are on the media. The fans are on the coaches, the GMs, the players. They're all over when mm. you know what I mean. Like you go, you go to other places, and yeah, it, it's. You see the same thing, but not at not at a level that New York brings it. I don't think. Maybe it's because of the media capital of the world. Uh, it could yeah, be. absolutely. I think that definitely plays a part in it. But and I guess there's just some people that can't handle Anthony Barr, New York. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, good. but there's some, no, there's was, some people that, that good. there's some people that just can't handle it. Which I mean, I get. Rick but, Nash. You see Rick Nash. He came here. He was amazing in yeah, Columbus. Yeah. We thought we hit the jackpot. But here's what you don't here's what they don't understand. If you succeed, if you win here, you're a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Because if see, New Yorkers New Yorkers are one of two ways. You win and you're praised like a god. Or you lose, and then they're trying to kill you. Well, there's a little gray area here with that. Yes, if you lose, it's not good. But if you give up, that's another thing. Yeah. Like, if they show, if, like, if we see, take this, for example. We're, we're going to Jet Games this year, obviously. We get frustrated with this team. We got frustrated with this team the last couple of years, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because they have so much potential going in the game, going into the season, and they just don't get it done. But they feel like, but we feel like that they have the potential to be so much better than they are, and we get mad at that because they feel like they, we feel like they, they just give in. Mm-hmm. That's why it's tough to play here. But Jacob Degrom has been playing here. He won the Cy Young. He's won something. The Mets have been to the World Series since he's been here. Like you, you have something to take away from that. See, and that's why. That's why, even if they don't get it done soon, the fans are going to give ownership GM as they should a rash as they should. We're doing it right now. They should. It just doesn't make sense to me. And guys like Mike Francesa, uh, I respect everything he does. Like he's a legend in, in the radio industry. But saying that Jacob DeGrom doesn't deserve an extension, the Mets are doing the right thing. Why? Why yeah. does that make sense? 
Why does that make sense? Jacob DeGrom's the best pitcher the Mets have had since Tom Seaver, in my opinion. Would you think that he could keep up that caliber? Yes. Now, he doesn't He doesn't go out and win the Cy Young every year. Like, nobody no, can do that. No, but... but the guy, look at the numbers. The guy's been consistently good since his rookie season. And he, you know, and if he goes somewhere else, like as a, as where a Yankee, did he come, where did he come from? He, he, the Mets farm always, system. He grew up in the always, Mets farm okay. system. That's why I'm saying that's what's that's why it's important because the Mets have this some homegrown talent in their history, right? Like Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver was a homegrown Hall of Fame now type pitcher, Hall of Fame pitcher, all timer. The Mets let him go. He went to other places and succeeded, but is but is always remembered as a Met. Now it's good. Now it's great, but he's not a lifetime Met. The only the the guy that's a lifetime Met that you can think of is Ed Cranepool, not one of the greatest players to ever play Major League Baseball. He's good. He's not great. He's not a great all time baseball player. But that's all the Mets have. I mean, think of the players that have been through that organization. Mm-hmm. Tom Seaver, Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza is one of my favorite all-time players. Uh, the the best hitting catcher to ever play this game. I'll show you highlights of Mike Piazza after we're done here. Fantastic. Fantastic hitting catcher. He was with the Dodgers, with the Marlins for maybe like a month. And then he went and then he was traded to the Mets. He was at his best when he was with the Mets. To me, he's remembered a Met, even though he's played at other play, in other places. For Jacob DeGrom, I think it's important for him to be a Met for life. And I want to see him be a Met for life because Met fans, baseball fans in general, deserve to see that. Because you don't see that anymore. You don't see one player stick with one team their entire career anymore in sports in general. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. But yeah, that's my little rant about Jacob DeGrom. But I agree with you. The Mets just have to get it I done. They just have to get it done. I don't know what they're waiting for. They just got to get it done. Just got to get it done. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit of a little bit about the NFL. The Jets made some little tiny, teeny acquisitions and the New York Giants. We're going to continue to harp on them for a little while because are they taking Dwayne Haskins or are they not? They really should. It's up in the air. They really should. But it's up in the air. I, don't, I doubt they're going to. And then, of course, we're going to end with On This Day in Sports History. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Tri-State Sports. Be on Anchor FM. We'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to finish off tonight with some NFL, of course, our favorite topic. Let's, you know, we're a little biased to the Let's NFL. Be real. We love the yeah. NFL. But Jets, little teeny tiny acquisitions, signing offensive lineman Tom Compton, tight end Daniel Brown, and quarterback Trevor Simeon. Backup. 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 We don't want him to play. No. Sorry. Trevor Simeon is promising. He's seventh round draft pick a couple years ago. He had some bright spots in Denver a little bit and then went to Minnesota and was Kirk Cousins' backup. So, I mean, is he a quality backup that if something, God forbid, something ever happens to Sam Darnold? Is he somebody you can kind of trust? I mean, sure. I mean, I don't think he can lose a game for the Jets. Like, he's not really, he's kind of like a case, he's kind of like a younger Case Keenum. Like, he can't really lose a game. He just manages the game decently. Yeah. I guess you could say. 
But that does bear the question. What is going on with Josh McCown? Do the Jets well, know something see, more than they're telling us? Well, I think they're doing it just to protect them themselves. Oh, honestly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think McCowan, uh, he had a, a great NFL career. Um, I think it's just time for him to spend time with his family. I think that, And I think that's just the way he's leaning, too. He's going what it sounds like, anyway. A journeyman quarterback. There's been a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But... Josh McCown. Since he's been with the Jets, I think this would. I think is it three years. Like three years, yeah. Two, think, is it two or three years? Well, you but, think no? This no. This would have been his. I think this would have been his third. Four? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Because didn't he play two full seasons? No, just one. Oh, because it, yeah, you're right. Because it was Fitzpatrick, McCown, and, and then and then Darnold. Yeah. But McCown was so this would have been his third year if he was back with the Jets. But I don't know. I like I feel like Josh McCown is in my eyes, he's kind of a fan favorite. Yeah. I like him. Like, how do you not like the guy? Like, we actually met him and talked to him in person for a little bit when you know we were when he was signing autographs at training camp. He's such a humble guy he, and yeah. so pers he's so what's the word I'm looking for? Personable. Yeah. He's such a personable guy. Yeah. Just down to earth, you know, he's not he's from Texas, I think, from Sam Houston State. Long, long time ago. That's where he went to college. But he's like a piece of humble pie. I love Josh McCown. I always have. Uh-huh. Always have a saw. I have his autograph. I that's honestly, I have a you know, I have a lot of cool sports memorabilia, but a Josh McCown autograph, I kind of is one of my favorites. Just because you get that personally, right. you had a conversation, we had a conversation with him, and it was just kind of cool. He's cool. definitely one of my favorite. I won't say he's one of my favorite all-time Jets. I mean, what is because what has he really done? But he's one of the more memorable players. Happy, to, that, happy that he was a Jet. Yes, absolutely. He's going to be a great coach too someday. Absolutely, he's going to be a great coach. He's just he's just so knowledgeable about yes. the sport. Honestly. Yes. But Trevor Simeon, a good insurance policy, just in case. Just in case. Correct. Okay, so. And you want to talk about something before with that number that has to do with that number three overall pick. Yeah. Um, was it today? Was that pro day today? I believe. Or was it yesterday? I believe it was today. The Jets scouts, obviously, scouts, GMs, whoever it was. Mike McCagney was, was not in attendance. He wasn't. Was not. Okay. So he wasn't there. Scouts obviously were there um, at the University of Kentucky to scout for that number three pick that they have held on to as of late. Mm-hmm. As of right um, now. now we all know Josh Allen goes to U- the University of Kentucky. They were there. No, no coincidence. The Jets were there for his and, pro day. Yeah, and apparently through the grapevine, I saw this are, first from Rich Samini of ESPN. A lot of people are reporting that the Jets are looking to draft. Josh Allen. If, now, does this mean they definitely are? No. No, because there could have been communication errors. Mm-hmm. Right. People could be making rumors. Mm-hmm. But if so, we did report it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, Even though we heard it somewhere else. You still yeah, heard it yeah here it's first. fine. No. But it is a good possibility. You, you all know 
Um, he is my favorite mm-hmm. to go to the Jets. Mm-hmm. I would love. I I honestly I would still pick him over Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Bosa, Bosa. Um, and Quinn Williams. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Quinn Williams and how the Jets are looking to uh, to draft him number three. Not necessarily my favorite option, but. There's good talent in all three of those players. Yeah, so. definitely. It's like we've been saying. It's a very defensive-heavy draft. You can find very good defensive players in the late rounds this year, I think. But believe me, I would love Josh Allen too. But I feel if the Jets have the choice at three of Bosa or Allen, I don't think you can pass up Nick Bosa. I just don't think you can. I just, I still just. I think know it's the a injuries risk. scare you and. Obviously, you know, all injuries are scary. Dang it, North Carolina's winning. <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing? I just turned my head and I saw it. Ugh, nice. But I don't know. Believe me, I would be ecstatic with either one. Yeah. I would I'm, love, I really love, am. love either one. I'm really going to be happy either way. But mm-hmm. if they choose Josh Allen, you know I'm, I'm going Joe to get will my be Josh ecstatic. Allen. Montclair, 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 New Jersey, real native. There you go, hometown boy. Yes, it it makes a ton of sense. Yes, it does. I just think Nick Bosa is just a very, very good talent. I don't know. I just yes, there's no question about it. Yeah, no. The Jets, but let's be real. The Jets cannot go wrong with either one that they pick. They're gonna get. They're gonna get highs and lows of either guy. So, will I be a little skeptical if they pick Josh Allen over Nick Bosa? Yeah, a little bit, but. They're getting a good player either way, if that's the choice. If that's your choice. Because like we've said before, San Francisco getting D Ford is huge for the Jets because that means they don't really need an edge rusher. I don't think they really need to draft one now. They could. They still could. But I don't think they need to. They need more interior defensive line, and the best player available in the whole draft is Quinton Williams, who just happens to be an interior defensive lineman. April 25th just has to come. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. I'm so- also also some some fun news that we haven't reported yet because this just happened yesterday. We will be attending the New York Jets draft party yes. at MetLife. Yes, it's going to be on a the twenty fifth. It's going to be a fun time. So it should be cool. Here's the only thing I don't like about that is that after the Jets pick, it's over. Yeah, that's what I don't like. I kind of wish like we would stay for the whole draft. Yeah, because night one I watched the whole draft. So I mean. But hey, we can watch it on the so way. What if, so the way what? Home. So what if this were to happen? Let's well, it say. does. It does. Um, it does go a little bit later. Yeah, but let's just say, what if this were to happen? Let's say the Jets make their pick at three, and then they like trade all of their picks to get back in the first round. What would happen? Like, we would miss that. Let's just. I'm just saying. That's a great it's a possibility. It's a great before. question. It's happened before. I mean, huh. I don't know. It's a great question. I don't know. But the one team that does have two picks in the first round of the draft this year is the New York Giants. Aha. Uh-huh. Are they picking a quarterback with either one of those picks? You know what I just thought of? What? Sorry to interrupt and kind of go off. It's fine. Can you imagine if the Jets and Giants had a draft day party at MetLife together? That would be a absolute. Like one side of the stadium, Jets fans, one side, Giants fans. I, think, I mean, where where is the draft party for the Giants? Do they have one? 
I mean, just look at the organization of the New York Giants right now. Do you really think they have a draft partner? No, sure. Okay. Continue. Just saying. I mean, I I don't like, I don't want to poop on the New York Giants organization, but they're very old school. You never really see the New York Giants doing any of those extracurricular things that the Jets do. I don't know. But anyway. Yes, the New York Giants have two picks in the NFL draft this year. Joe, are they going to pick a quarterback? I sure hope so. They need to. I hope so. How can they not? Even if they pick with their second pick of the first round and pick Drew Locke, just People, pick a quarterback. You know what? I've seen a lot of mock drafts. People that make these mock drafts don't have them picking Drew Locke. They have them picking... Daniel Jones from Duke, which, got to be honest with you, does make a little bit more sense. And here's why. David Cutcliffe, the head coach at Duke, is Eli and Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton Manning when you still play, but is Eli and Peyton Manning's personal quarterback coach. And Daniel Jones has gotten the comparisons to Eli... So, kind of lie, uh, you know, stars aligning there so for the Giants. Connections, yeah. I mean, I think Drew Locke is probably the better option if you're them. I don't think Daniel Jones is ready to play right away. Yeah, skill wise. So, if they pick a Daniel Jones, that means they're probably got Eli Manning for two more years instead of one. Sorry, just uh, Giants fans. Some Giants fans. For, yes. Some. Those, for those of you that. Have no faith in Eli. Right. And I will stick with Eli. I am an Eli supporter. I will stick with Eli until he is done. That's just me. But if the Giants are not picking a quarterback with either of these two picks at 6 or 17, what are they picking? I think one of them has to be edge rusher. Because they gave up Olivier Vernon. They didn't give him up, but they... Traded for Zeitler, the guard, which they needed. You also have to look at safety now. Yeah. You know why? Because Well, actually, well, they do need another safety, but they do have Jabril Peppers, you do remember. Yes. But but that's still not. They still need secondary. They need secondary help. But I think you got to go pass rusher. They need a pass rusher now. They don't have Vernon anymore. They need a young pass rusher on the cheap. I've heard Rashawn Gary's name being thrown around. Rashawn Gary's not bad. No. And he's... If, he, they, if the uh, Jets trade down, I wouldn't mind Rashawn Gary. Right. But if the... I mean... As far as, you know, the top tier of the draft, those pass rushes, Bosa Allen. Maybe Montez Sweat is in there, too. And then there's that second tier of Rashawn Gary and Cleland Farrell, the bigger guys. Cleland Farrell. It's... Cleveland Farrell, I think. Is it? Yes. Oh, I heard somebody say Klein Farrell. Uh, I, I don't know. Anyway. I could all see the Giants picking him, too, as an edge rusher. And then at 17, the Giants need secondary help. Greedy Williams. The uh, You know, either him, the one from Georgia. I can't remember his name right now. I don't know why. Um, I'll pull out my... Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. i got to pull out my draft sheet here. Hold on. Yeah, the corner from Georgia. He's very talented. Very, very talented. Come on, where are you? Oh, DeAndre Baker. Oh, DeAndre okay. Baker. Yep. 
Yeah. DeAndre Baker, probably the, the he's the second ranked corner right now in the draft class. Byron Murphy, too, from Washington. So the Giants, the Giants have options if they're not going to draft a quarterback. I've heard a lot of positive things about Rocky Asin from Temple, too. So maybe he's a later round draft pick. I don't know. But I just don't see the sense in how the Giants can't and maybe won't take Haskins. And here's the thing with that. The Giants have met with Haskins. They've, they were at his pro day. They've met with him. They've had dinner with him. But there's also been reports saying that the Giants don't feel that Haskins fits what they're doing. What? Excuse me? Yeah. Doesn't fit. Excuse me? Doesn't fit for them. So He's a pocket quarterback. So, and you know what they said? They're looking for somebody more mobile. Why? Anybody's more mobile than Eli Manning. Let's just be let's just be real with that one. Kyler Murray? I feel like if the Giants draft Kyler Murray would be one of the biggest mistakes they've ever made. You really don't like this kid. It's not that I don't like him. He's <laughs> he's talented in his own right. I just like Dwayne Haskins better. I like the prototypical pocket passer. That's the quarterback that wins you games. Quarterbacks that run like he does, unscripted like, they get hurt nowadays. Not everybody's Michael Vick. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. Not everybody's Michael Vick. And the thing with Michael Vick is, well, he's one of the fastest quarterbacks, one of the most mobile quarterbacks to ever play. The guy had an ultra arm on him. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray doesn't have – Kyler Murray, he has a deep ball. I mean, I'm not going to say that he doesn't, but he doesn't scream Michael Vick to me or Steve Young. I'm sorry, but I'm not saying I'm, – I'm not saying he's not going to be a good pro. And I'm not saying he's not a first-round quarterback. He's a, definitely a first-round quarterback. And he's going to just don't want him to go first overall. Top 10. Listen, no, I think he's a top 10 pick. I I think he's a top 10 pick now. Now I think he's a top 10 pick. Okay. I was going to say. I just don't think he's number one. If you're the. I mean, I get it. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, you like that type of quarterback. If that's what you like, you go get it. By all means, Kyler Murray's very talented. If that's what and if that's what the Cardinals want, go out and get it. But quarterback is not necessarily a need because you have Josh Rosen. You have not given him a chance, mm-hmm. and the fact that you're just giving up on him sucks. It's that easily. That I know. Too. That tells you a lot about the player too. Tells you a lot about the player and the organization. I don't know. And then I've heard the rumors of Josh Rosen, you know, being traded to the Giants. The Giants are interested in Rosen. Mm-hmm. They're not interested in Rosen. What is Dave Gettleman interested in? What is he not? I, I really need to know. Uh, I don't but think here's, he knows. But here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Same, the same thing will happen with Landon Collins. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not going to trade. Or, no, I'm sorry. Odell. Not Landon Collins. Odell. Odell. We did, we're not going to, we're going to sign him, but we're not going to trade him. Yeah. We, we didn't, didn't sign him to trade him. Yeah. But here's the thing. And then they trade him. Whatever Dave Gettleman says. Whatever Dave Gettleman says, I'm going with the opposite. So there have been reports say that they're not interested in Haskins. They don't fit what he's doing. That means they're going to draft Haskins six overall. I still think they're going to draft. I honestly just think take everything he says with a grain of salt. Yeah. I still honestly. think I still think at the end of the day they do draft Haskins. But if they don't, these are just options for them if they don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
All right, Joe, that's it. We want to talk about a topic. Yes, go ahead. What was our topic again? I forgot. Oh, do professional athletes yeah. in general have do they have too much power? Now, we were talking we we were listening to the Le'Veon Bell interview with Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. That kind of had to do with him not being happy in Pittsburgh, how things were ran, and that he just wanted to get up and get out of there and come to the New York Jets. So, I mean, welcome. Love you. Love to have you. What do you think about this? This situation where players are dictating how they act, what they want to do with their careers, and what they want to do outside, off the field, off the ice, off the court, whatever. All right. So, before... Before I actually watched the interview with Bell, mm-hmm. which was right before this episode, um, I kind of thought like they're kind of just being petty, mm. right? Because yeah. they're still making millions of dollars no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. But I kind of changed my mind. These players, even though they're millionaires, even though they're professional athletes, even though they have immense skill, at the end of the day, they're still humans. Mm-hmm. And Putting their bodies from, on the line. And, and from a young age, your parents, your, your friends, everybody tells you, do what you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they playing football? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they're not happy playing football where they are, it ruins the game for them. And that yeah. goes for any sport. So, yeah, they have a lot of power, but they're dictating their own lives. What I'm saying, do they have too much power? Like, here's how I was thinking about it. The hierarchy of an organization, let's just take a football team, for example. You have an owner, you have a general manager, you have a head coach, and then you have your players. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell was saying when he came to the Jets, everything was even keel. On the same page, talking to you like you're a human being. Now, you take being in professional sports, the players are the employees, you could say. Mm -hmm. I put air quotes around employees. And the owners, the GMs, the head coaches are the employers, you could say. Does there have... Do you think... I mean, years ago, it used to be the coach is the, uh, what am I trying? What am I, what is the, what is the word I'm looking for? He's the, he's the power. He's the, he's the head. He's the guy you go to. He's the boss, essentially. He's the head honcho. As far as like building the team and stuff like that. The gym and the owner are the guys that take care of the business end of things. Mm -hmm. Players want to have friendships with their coaches. What are your thoughts on, do you think there has to be a fine line between player and coach? Yeah. Do you, or do you think, you know, you can no, exist that way because your teammates are your teammates, your friendships with your teammates. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Your coach friendship with your coach. That's awesome because mm-hmm. that means you're on the same page, right? But you still have to have a certain level of respect for your coach. Do you think professional sports in that aspect have gotten soft a little bit? Yes. I Absolutely agree. Absolutely. Um, but again, these are grown men. Mm-hmm. 
they have families, they have houses, they have they, this, have, they, they have bills that. to pay like everybody they, else. Exactly. And at the end of the day, they're not going to play football forever. Mm. They're going to be done with it. They're going to need. Right. They're going to need that security. It's one of the shortest careers you could ever have. Exactly. And you and before you said it, perfect. They, they put their bodies on the line mm-hmm. for entertainment purposes, as do all other. Plus, sports. for the love, just for the pure love of the game. Yes, money is a motive. Yes. But and, and you saw that you saw that in in this interview with Bell, like he explained his whole reasoning behind why he took basically what everybody's calling it is a pay cut mm. from missing Pittsburgh, out on fourteen point five million dollars from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to go to New York for mm-hmm. what was it a fourteen million dollar pay cut? Yeah. He turned down fourteen million dollars. Fourteen and a half year. million or whatever. Yeah. So obviously the money really didn't matter to him. I mean I mean, yes, it matters. Yeah. He wanted that security, but he could live a year without Here's the thing though. He people made it out. I mean, report the media made it out to seem that Le'Veon Bell just wanted the richest contract. Yes. He wanted yes. what he really wanted, which was said in his Sports Illustrated interview. He just wanted guaranteed long-term security. security. He wanted $35 million guaranteed, and he ended up getting that Mm -hmm. because he just wants the security. He wants to feel like he's going to be here for the long term, and he doesn't have to worry about where I'm going to go next. Do I have to move my family, you know? As a player, I get that. Like, as a player, you know, from the player's perspective, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like also it's good to have friendships with your coaches and be on that same page. But at the same time, there has to be that line. You know, yeah. I am your head coach. And, and that's it's kind of and it's harder like, to do. Sorry, but it's harder. Okay. To, it's harder to do in professional sports than it yeah. is collegiate high school sports. Yeah. Um. Now, the only thing that kind of scares me with this, and when I was watching it, it kind of got me a little nervous, is that he was saying that he felt like on an even level with Coach Adam Gates. Mm-hmm. Even level with McCagnan. Mm-hmm. But, like, somebody's going to have to take control. Right. It should be Adam Gates. It, yeah, it should be Adam Gates. So mid-season, when Adam Gase starts taking a little more control and maybe Bell does something wrong that he thought was right, mm. who's right? That's that's the million-dollar question. So it's a little... But a that's, little the fun. that's the line with every single team, though. Mm. That's what happened. That's, and I hope, I hope that, that Bell is intelligent enough and i i think he is Mm -hmm. to understand like yeah this guy might be a cool dude off the field but when he's my head coach yeah when i'm on the when i'm on the field i have to give him the respect that's that's supposed to be given right and not and not cry like a little baby yeah that 
a lot of people put him out to be when mm-hmm. he first didn't play. People think, you know, people said he's toxic. I feel, I just feel about that Le'Veon Bell needed a change of scenery. It was more than just the money in Pittsburgh. He didn't like what was going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He, and I think, I really do think that that's the whole reason he did take that. And it's the same thing, with, it's the same thing like, with Antonio Brown. They felt that Roethlisberger was a head of management. And the fa- and I don't agree with the way Pittsburgh runs things either. That your quarterback is with the level of your GM and he's above your head and coach? Owner. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't care what I like. Like you see in New England, there's a hierarchy in New England. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is the quarterback. Bill Belichick is the coach. Robert Kraft, as messed up as he is recently, is the owner. And it, it looks like a straight line. There's a hierarchy. You know what I mean? That's why the Patriots do what they do. The Steelers, they have it their way. Roethlisberger's been their quarterback, their franchise quarterback, since 2004, 2005. But with experience, that comes you know, that comes with the territory, I guess, in Pittsburgh. The longer you're there, the longer you have success, I guess, the more power you get, which you can't have, especially when you have the same head coach for that many years. It should be interesting. It's interesting to talk about yeah. because this could happen. This happens in every single sport. Like let let's bring this final example up, and then we'll get to sports history. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. LeBron goes to a team. He could walk into that building and be the general manager, the head coach. And the owner. And the o- the owner. He wants to own a team one day. Yeah. He could walk in the building. He's practicing. He walked into Los Angeles. No, he walked into Cleveland the second time. After winning two championships in Miami, he w- he became the general manager. Tyron Lue was just his puppet, let's be real. And he was being LeBron James, being the best player in the league in the world at that time. He goes to Los Angeles to build his brand even more. Luke Walton's his puppet. He's the general man. He basically wanted everybody traded to have Anthony Davis here. He almost did it. And he's still playing at a a high level. That I just do not like. It's like he... he, You did not... You did not see Michael Jordan do this. No. You know what? No, because that wasn't a thing. We have like two minutes left. I don't think we're going to have time for sports history today. But let's just end. Let's end on this topic. You know what? I'll read it real quick. I'll just read it real quick. Right, well, either we... way, either way, the power in sports. No, because players... I because I want I want to end with this. Okay, I want to end with this. But here's our uh, on this day in sports history. We won't do the whole music and whatnot. 1969, Luol Cinder, who is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, just in case you, if you didn't know, was named MVP of the NCAA championship game for the third straight year in a row. The UCLA center led his Bruins teammates to a 92-72 win over Purdue by dumping in 37 points. So that's the great Luol Cinder, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Hashtag March Madness. The all-time leading scorer in the NBA. But let's end. Like, you didn't see Michael Jordan doing this. No, he didn't have to. Because he was the GOAT. Still is the GOAT. Because he was able to carry a team Mm. on his own. Right. And 
evidently. But he had good players around him. He did. He Scotty he Pippen, did. Dennis Rodman. But where Luke would those Longley, players be without him? Right. Exactly. LeBron can't do it all by himself. So. Sorry, we have a minute. We're rushing now. Yeah. But that's the overall power in sports is is weird right now. It's in a weird, weird place right now. There is always a fine line between always player and coach and coach and GM. Always. And we got 30 seconds. Wrap us out. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. We appreciate on, it. On, on, on this Friday. Uh, enjoy your March Madness. Yes. Enjoy your other sports in the tri-state area and around the world. Uh, shout out California for being our highest yes. views. Bellevue, California. Love awesome. It. Love it. Love, love, love it. it. We have 10 seconds. Come on. We got to go. I think we're good. We got to go. <laughs> guys, we'll see you guys on we'll see you guys on Monday. You've been, to, we've been listening to Tri-State Sports, being Anchor FM. We'll see you guys soon. If you want to interact with us, follow us on Twitter at Tri-State underscore Beat. Also, if you want to make an appearance on the show, send us a message on the Anchor app. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it, New York, New York, start spreading the news.